Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. All right, my friends, we are back. The evolution of DB421 continues at a breakneck pace. (laughs) Today, we're going to be going through the OCCs, uh, the Occupational Character Classes. This is, uh, if you knock off the Occupational Character and you've played D&D, this is your class. Uh, This is what gives you your bonuses that affect your stats. This is what tells you how many skills you have, what your alignment, excuse me, your your experience progression is. All, All that stuff is found here. Now, we already know what DB421 has for an alignment. Uh, excuse me, has for a uh, OCC. He's a dog boy. We're going to go through the OCCs of the Rifts Ultimate Edition. Now, it should be noted that there are literally hundreds more throughout all the books of Palladium. But we figure if you're listening to Rifts, you have this book. We're doing the Ultimate Edition of Rifts. Now, what you're going to want to do is flip with us here to page 43. And it has the general list of the occupational character classes. There are they are subdivided in into groups, basically. You have your men at arms, your adventurers and scholars, your practitioners of magic, your psychics, you have a racial character class, which for this purpose is kind of the same. And then you have your coalition soldiers. Now, the dog boy falls under that last one, but we'll get to that in a sec. Technically, the dog boy falls under psychics in this book. I think it may have in the original, but here Mm. it's one of the PCCs. And I think it's because they are encouraging players to go for feral dog boys or non-coalition because you can play a dog boy that's escaped. Yeah. Wait, where is it in this? Oh, right. Psychic. I know, right? It says coalition, but it puts it under psychics. It's it's psyching you out. Eh? Eh? That's like that? weird. Yeah, I will. I will say that there was a a the first edition of Rifts was much more coalition centric. Like the coalition was was like three quarters of it. In the ultimate edition, I, I feel that the coalition has been placed as one bad group among many. It's it's still a major force, and it's still you know, hugely described in, in the art, its presence feels less. I feel the same and I am okay with that. I think that the, the focus with the ultimate edition is to let players know that there's more than just North America. And even though they don't really go much into the dangers beyond that, the fact that they don't put the coalition so central, the fact that there are fewer pages dedicated to the coalition Yes, the Coalition is iconic, and they are there for villains for you to fight, but you don't need to focus on them. And I like that it illustrates that yeah. by minimizing their existence. Yeah, there's plenty to do in Rifts without using the uh, the traditional baddie. Should we, uh, let's go through these and talk very briefly about each one? Yeah, quick overview. All right. Uh, starting at the Men-at-Arms, we have... Combat Cyborg, full conversion. They are badass. They yeah. are ridiculously badass. You're a brain in a bottle. 
stuffed inside a Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you are, you are a humanoform robot, uh, with, with a, with a sentient meat brain. And they're just, they're, there's so much you can do in bionics and robot uh, attachments and different strengths. It's a very, it's a very customizable class. But if you want an example, turn to page 105 and you can see one of the most iconic pieces of classic Rifts art mm-hmm. from Kevin Long of the bright red full conversion Borg stalking towards you. <laughs> oh, the one, the one in the ruins. Yeah. yeah. You know, I actually had this uh, photocopied uh, from a, a 90s photocopier. So it was, you know, real high quality stuffed in the school binder <laughs> front when I was a kid. It was very cool. But, um, but yes, Borg, they robot, you know, robot body, yeah. human brain, gadgets, armor, big guns, run really fast, hit really hard. Then you have crazy uh, NPC, would you like to take the crazy? <laughs> Short version is the crazy is a nickname for a character that has something called a mom implant, aka mind over matter, which uh, gives them psychic abilities and superhuman strength and speed. And they're just incredibly fast, incredibly strong, very, very powerful combat characters who over time get crazier and crazier as the beans that are implanted in their brains burrow and embed deeper and deeper driving them nuts insanity after insanity after quirk are just piled on as we've spoken of before palladium lovingly lovingly deals with insanity there are tables and tables and tables and causes and effects and varying degrees and different psychoses and just all they they enjoy their nuts you will, you will also have round things stuck in your head if the art is to be believed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on, we have the Cyber Knight. Cyber Knights are like Jedi, kind of. Yeah, uh, very much so. In fact, mm-hmm. down to the sword. Yeah, that's a, a great class to, to do. You will probably be a wandering Ronin type. There, there are Cyber Knight organizations, mm-hmm. and you can find out more about that in various... You know, risk games. This gives a base basic overview. But yeah, you have a magic sword that grows out of your hand because it's psychic, and you have psychic armor, and you go around doing good things. You are the wandering hero of the rift setting. Yeah. And next we have another wandering hero, the Glitter Boy, a knight errant. Glitter Boy. We've we've talked about it. Go back, see it. The Glitter Boy is badass. It's why we chose our name. Yeah. Then we have the Headhunter. Now the Headhunter to me, is one of the classes that has changed the most since the original edition. If I remember correctly, the original Headhunter was basically a mercenary soldier. And they now made them into these half-cybernetic just murder things, which I think is kind of cool, actually. They turned them into these technophile wasteland warriors. And they're brutal, yeah, they're not as powerful as Borgs, but I think they're more versatile, and they're they're less they're less pure mind. I mean, you can still you you still have access to your emotions. You still have access to your gonads. I mean, you are you, your strife. motivations have changed. You know, so it's it's different if you want some of the 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 power of the uh, combat cyborg, but not 
you still want to retain some of what makes you a living thing. And coming up next, <laughs> we have the methadone addicts. <laughs> Palladium does not condone the usage of drugs. And now we have the juicer, a drug warrior. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the goggle wearing street samurai looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They are essentially meth addicts who, who they use yeah. combat meth with a harness that delivers the combat meth and makes them super powerful and super awesome, but they burn out very quickly. Yeah. I think average lifespan is like two to two to five years. Once yeah, you've undergone it, the conversion. It's, it's not pretty. That said, the, as they say in the description, the flame that burns the brightest burns the shortest. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of time. Go for the gusto. Yeah. It's, it's a drug warrior, but that's really all it is. It's uh think of the, the stories of combat drugs from world war two. And then, amplify it and give it an exosuit and you have a juicer the final two classes under men at arms you might look at them and just think generic classes and in a way they kind of are the merc soldier is just your fighter you know he's basically guys good at guns versatile skill set but that's about it however the robot pilot is important because there are more suits of armor than just the glitter boy so many more. And the robot pilot starts the game with like three of them. <laughs> well, the Glitter Boy has the Glitter Boy. The robot pilot is similar, but they have uh, an assortment of robots and power armor that they can swap between. And that's what makes them so awesome. All right. That, uh, that kind of wraps up the men at arms part, but don't worry. There's a ton more. We have adventurers and scholars and I'm looking at the time and we're going to move a little faster now. <laughs> These are all characters that are basically built around skill sets that don't involve murdering things. Yeah. You know, you've got your doctors, some of which are focused on the body, such as the body fixer, and some of which are more focused on cybernetics, such as the cyber doc. You have your, your wise urchin class. You have like uh, the vagabond and the city rat, mm-hmm. which which may seem like wasted classes. You know, like why would anybody play a vagabond when you can play Please a see vagabond boy? episode? <laughs> yeah, <they're, laughs> just because they do not mechanically balance out to the others does not mean they are not fun, fine role playing opportunities that can bring wondrous events to a campaign yeah then you have some of your your more outdoorsy types you have like the wilderness scout the operator these are just skilled operatives basically one's about trees and forests and animals and one's about machines yeah Yeah. and then you have your your men of learning uh you have your Mm. rogue scientists and rogue scholars do not underestimate what you can do to an illiterate population <laughs> if you have the word. Rogue scholars and rogue scientists are powerful forces in rifts. A lot of the societies in rifts deal with compartmentalizing information. And you have to remember that this isn't a literate society. Knowledge is either passed down or specially trained. You there there's you you don't have a K through twelve here, you know. There, there's the the base level of skills that we assume don't exist. So do not write these characters off just because they do not start with a big damn gun. And what's fascinating is if you are the kind of player who likes having a lot of skills, the rogue scholar and the rogue scientist are what to 
pick, they have the largest selection of optional skills. Then we get into Splodies. The head Splodies. <laughs> we can talk for hours about Palladium's magic system. Needless to say, they do, in the first book, present some interesting options for characters who want to be magicians. There is a variety of ways. You're not looking at like a D&D wizard or warlock. You are looking at elementalists. You are looking at uh, people who use the raw power of the rifts itself to both travel and fight and move with the leyline walkers and the leyline rifters. There, there's mystics. There's a shifter, which is basically just an, another traveler. I would say that of the core classes presented, the line walker and the mystic are the closest that you might peg the wizard label on. Right. They're the ones that are most focused on having spells and abilities. Whereas the line walker, you know, they, they wear the gas mask and all the classic pictures and they cast a shitload of spells. The mystic has spells, but also psychic powers. And if you want to play a character who's, I'm the spell caster. One of those two are going to be your best fit, at least limited to the core book. Then you have something interesting. That is the techno wizard. That is someone who will take a device and power it and change it through the use of magic. This is the closest thing I can get to uh, a D&D is think gnome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, artificers kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We get the fusionist, and the fusionist is weird. I don't quite understand <laughs> it. I got a player playing one in the other game, and the powers are okay. She's doing a good job, but it's clear that she wants more to do because the mm-hmm. fusionist is so weird. It, it was it was put in as a cross promotion with the insanely popular flying off the shelves, Nokia engage video game Rift's promise of power. The one that, you know, we are all in a copy of cause it was that popular. Right. But <laughs> it was put in as a cross promotion. And now 16 years later, I still don't understand the existence of this class <laughs> or its purpose. And I just try and forget about it. Before we move on, I have a question. Which of these classes uses the Magic Cauldron? None of them. God damn it. You know, they really should have brought it forward. (laughs) The Enchanted Fucking Cauldron (laughs) is a Palladium (laughs) fantasy spell. Yeah. Okay. Moving forward, uh, we have different magic. We have mind magic. We have psychics. Really, only one of them is what you would think of as like a mind mage. And that's the mind melter. They are just mutant humans that have crazy psychic powers insanely powerful psychic powers. That's their whole shtick. A lot of these other ones, like the Psy Stalker specifically, you're, you're going to think you don't really want that unless you're playing in a campaign that would cater itself to it. Now, the good news is, is that Rifts can do that. Rifts can cater itself to any kind of mm-hmm. campaign. You don't just enter a dungeon and kill monsters room by room. But that's, that's a very specific. Yeah, you have the Burster, which is just set shit on fire. 24-7. That's just their thing. Uh, they like fire. You have the Dog Boys and the Psy Stalkers, which are both eh, introduced as coalition-aligned characters, mm-hmm. but they also have feral or wild variants of them. But they are essentially psychic hunters. Yeah. One is just a dog, and one is a human vampire-like thing. Literally. 
That brings us to the uh, the racial character class. You just want to skip over that? Oh uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about dragons. Everybody knows about yeah, dragons. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can you can play dragons and riffs. There's, these are hatchling dragons, by the way. Yeah, they're they, wee dragons, yeah. but they're still badass. I think they average being about twelve days old by the time they mm-hmm. with, with the game begins, and they're still badass. They have they they are mega damage tanks, versatile in magic. Very interesting. Uh, so yeah. if you want a, somebody that's playing a, you know, 20 foot long, 12 day old dragon who can sometimes transform into a human and you can make that work, Rift has you covered. Then we move into the CS peoples, the Death Heads, the, the Skull Boys. Uh, we have the Coalition Grunt. And the Coalition Grunt sucks butts. It is yeah. the shittiest character class in the book, I must say. You think the Vagabond, you think, oh, Vagabond, you look at him. A vagabond's actually kind of kind of badass. Coalition Grunt sucks. They their skill selection sucks. They their only thing is that is that there's a lot of them, and the coalition has good gear. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's there as a player character, and I honestly don't understand why. Well, if you go and look at the coalition book, the I think it's a World Book Eleven, which is the coalition mm-hmm. war campaign. They have other coalition classes like special forces and rangers and whatnot. And they also have a CS city police. A CS city police could kick the ass of like 12 grunts <laughs> single-handedly. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, the, this is kind of like the RCMP. It's one riot, <laughs> one mounty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then you have the flying boys. You have the Samuses. They're cool. Yeah. The, the art for them has always been nice. Skulls with wings and guns. Yeah. You know. The Coalition Military Specialist and Technical Officer. That's that. That's what you have for your OCCs. Now, what we rolled can go into any one of these. I think so. Now, do you want to talk a little bit about why we wanted a dog boy for this? Or would that give away? Well, we wanted a dog boy because for this process, I wanted us to showcase the many different steps of character creation in as versatile a way as possible. And of all the OCCs in the core book, the dog boy has all of the pre-class steps. It has all of the class steps. It has possible psychic powers. Like it, it has a, it covers almost all of the topics. So it's a good overview of the different components of character creation. Right. Uh, do they have access to bionics? They might have access to cybernetics, but off okay. the top of my head, without opening the book to that page, I don't think they get bionics. Bionics okay. is really just gear, though. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we have. What we're going to do next is we're going to show you, because the OCC isn't just saying, I'm a paladin, and I get this at this level, and I get this at this level. An OCC is fairly complicated, so we're going to start off uh, by running the OCC in character creation for the next episode. Yep. From beginning all the way up to the skills, I believe. And we'll save yeah, the skills for Yeah, and then, then we're going to cut over to skills. Yeah. All right, so stick with us for the next time. We are over halfway done with this fella. <laughs> yeah. And I got to tell you, this is probably moving faster than it ever has during character <laughs> creation for me. <laughs> and we're also stopping to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. One last this thing. This is it, isn't it? This is it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to? Hey. Yeah. No, no, you do it. Okay, well, uh, we just want to wish happy birthday to Kevin Savita, whose birthday should be tomorrow after this episode releases. 
Yeah. We, we've talked a little bit about the, the way that palladium is, is made, you know, a lot of people have worked on it, but there was one guiding hand at the helm and that person was Kevin Sambita and it's his birthday tomorrow. So everyone wish him happy birthday. Yep. Happy birthday, man. We yeah, have a mailing you. address. We'll send you some glitter boys swag. Oh, absolutely. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. Now, now we can sign off. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> All right. Bye. You've been listening to the Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.